tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langser. All right, guys, so uh, episode 12, we're back. It's Mastering Mitzvahs, our mitzvah-driven podcast. Jordan Marshall, my partner in crime, Mike Langsner, and we are here today with somebody very, very special. We took our podcast experience on the road yet again. We are at the Simply Invitations uh, you know, uh, property here uh, with industry guru. I love this lady. She's the best. Uh, Miss Cindy Kaplan. She rocks and rolls, and she is one of the top planners in our area and decorators as well. Um, all things bar and bat mitzvah. Cindy, say what's up. Hey, good morning, afternoon. Hey, what time is it? I don't even know what time it is. It all depends when they're listening, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's true. So whatever time zone you're in, you guys can equate your own, uh, your own clock. So we're here rocking and rolling with Cindy today, and uh, we wanted to bring you guys some really cool tips and uh, trends um, in the party planning department, so to speak. Cindy's one of, uh, you know, as I said before, top planners and, uh, and uh, decorators in our area and sees a whole slew of different types of clients. And uh, Cindy, so what, what's up? What are you seeing right now that I think is... Maybe popular, trend-setting, some, some cool uh, uh, ideas that are coming to the table. Well, we do a lot of invitations. Most of our clients come with us and start looking for invitations. You know, they come six months to a year ahead of the event. And invitations, what's popular right now, are the board invitations. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones that are a little thicker. It's multi-layers that are put together. It's a thicker stock. It, it's multi-papers that are actually, you know, pressed together. Cool. Okay. So they're not layered on top of each other where you see the borders. So it's just, they're all flush on the sides. So it can have a beveled edge, a deckled edge, but basically it's a thick board. Okay. So we can die cut the name, we can put the logo on it, a couple of different color inks, some Mm -hmm. foil. Um, So that's what's really popular right now. Something that looks like it's, you know, could hurt somebody, you know, nice (laughs) and heavy. Um, That's what's real, that's what people like. The thicker the better. Awesome. Okay. That's cool. Are you you finding that, like, uh, people are marrying themselves towards, like, a brand look or is there a certain you know is it a sports type logo is it a, a a fashion or perfume style logo that's big like are people like going with like trends as far as like labels and brands or are they kind of making their own thing well as far as the invitations go there are some people who want to put the logo on the invitation and right. then you have the people who are a little bit more traditional they say well you know it's a mitzvah you know let's save the theme for the party mm-hmm. and let's just do the invitation a little bit more traditional and keep it to the traditional wording Maybe we'll stick some little hints in on the response card or something, you know, like, please join our team or mm-hmm. something like that. But overall, the invitations, are, most people want it to be a little bit more traditional. I, I always thought invitations were a teaser for the party. I didn't even realize <laughs> that you should go traditional or not. Well, what happens is if you give out the theme to everybody a couple of months before, then you have the opportunity for someone else to possibly take your idea. And okay. everybody's very secretive these days. Yeah. You don't want to tell, you know, well, you, know you don't want to give away all the family secrets ahead of time. You, you know, it. you have the mother who, like, is elbowing her kid <laughs> and saying, shh, don't say anything. Well, I said, but if you don't tell me, then I can't help you. You have to right. tell me. It's very me top what you, secret what we do here. Have, right. You have to tell me because if you don't tell me, then I can't help and you. And all so. the listeners, you guys know how it is out there, you know, keeping your theme and your, your brand uh, 
not so much secretive, but you know, you want you want to have a little bit of pop that day. You want people to be surprised. You Unique. Want to Everybody yeah. wants to be different. That's yeah. the biggest word. You know, what can I do that's different? I want right. something different. We all hear that. And and actually, on the on the topic of invites, really quick before Mikey, before you jump into the our next uh, topic, what do you what would you say is the proper, I guess, time frame to to do your invitations? Like, are people coming to you late in the game? Do they they come early? Like, what what's the well, you timing. always have the people that come early and you always have the people that come late. But overall, I tell people to start about six months before. Okay. Because you want to mail them two months before, eight weeks before. So that gives us a chance to choose the invitation, go over the wording, get the proofs, get it done right, have enough time to make any changes that need to be made without anybody feeling like they're under the gun and get them addressed, stuffed in stamp. Is save the dates typical in Bar Mitzvah world like it would be in a wedding world or no? It's pretty much the same. If um, if you have multiple children on the same date, like if they know that there's you know two or three kids that have a party the same date, at, or it's a holiday weekend, so those are the times that you send out a save the date. Or if it's like in June, June is a busy month. Right. June is a wedding season, graduation season May and June. So if you have a mitzvah those times of year, and you Smart. know that a lot of people have those things to go to. It's good to send out a save the date so this way people can prepare. Out of town guests, know. too, I would yeah. assume. Absolutely. That's so good, Sin. That's really cool. I didn't even think about that because you're right. You know, the mitzvah dates come out in bulk. Like, they, they literally just throw a date at like five families and, like, here you go, fight it out. You know what I mean? So. But you have to be careful with save the dates with the mitzvahs because <clears throat> the kids' friends change. All right. So if you're sending out a save the date to someone, you have to invite them. Right. So if you're sending a save the date out two seasons before, which is typical, so that's, you know, eight months, ten months before, if all of a sudden you're not friends with that child... It's politics then, in the friend then, game. <laughs> then what do you do? You know, you're like, oh gosh, I sent him out to save the date. I don't I don't want her to come now. Well, yeah, you sent her to save the date. How do you not send her an invitation? We feel the same when, when families try to like drum down the people for their candlelight. It's the same thing. Like, who are we going to invite up? Who are we going to have? You know, so it's just funny to see like, you know, from an entertainment perspective on our end and then kind of equating it to, you know, a party planning development, how the the method behind the madness is like we're all trying to get the same goal, but just cool to see the different, you know, kind of steps that you take. Right. Well, they don't think, well, how could they? They're not experienced. Most people come to us, it's their first child, and they don't know all the ins and outs, and they're not thinking as deeply as we are about certain things. You know, we're always looking out for their best interest, Mm -hmm. and they don't realize all these little, you know, intricacies that we do that, you know, they need to think about. So, let's dial back. We're starting with tips, which is actually a little abnormal. Tell us a little bit about you. How did you get in the game? How yes. long have you been doing this? Uh, you started with invitations and you grew into a full-fledged planning. Give the listeners a little background. It's funny how it sure. snowballs, right? It, just... it does. It does. Um, my kids were younger. My son must have, my oldest must have been about 11 or 12 years old. And he... Um, you know, he was just, you know, not ready to really do all of this. But I had a friend who was in Long Island and she was doing all of this. And I went to her house and I was so impressed that she was able to like, you know, start this business on her own. And I was like, wow, go, you know, go, go girl. You. <laughs> so I came home, thought about it and I said, I can do that. This is perfect. So I started with the invitations in my basement. Right. I went to the show in the city, got involved with a few companies, started doing just invitations. And then as I went through all of my children with doing their parties, my friends saw all the things I did for them. So, oh, could you do my sign-in book too? Oh, could you do my place cards too? Oh, could you do my favors too? You did such a good job on your kids, could you help me? And that's how the whole business kind of started. Roughly how many years ago? 
about 21 years ago wow. I started the invitations and, and we're that was doing... all on your own now you have a team and yeah it's fine it's all it's the all office fun. with stuff it's all so, over the so place here yeah and for those of you guys who don't know or, or listen out in, in podcast land you know we have the, the privilege and the pleasure of working with uh, Cindy and, and her team regularly um, at, at bar and bat mitzvahs and, and, and events in this area and it's always such a pleasure your team's great they come in they're all smiles they're engaging they're fun they have a blast you know what I mean especially you you know the culture that you kind of you know, bestow onto them. You're always, your personality's up. You're always fun. Like, you're energized. It's cool. So, like, we love that you're such a great fit for us, too. It all kind of, you know, segues together. So, it, it's great. So, I'm going to ask a question. So many times a family, and I'm sure you say the same thing, feels that they could do it all themselves. <laughs> they just left the office, Kevin, before just, we got here. Just, <laughs> you're already laughing. So, so what would be your tips? You know, somebody walks in and says, I just want an invitation. I could do the rest myself. I mean... They have no idea the enormity of what they have ahead of themselves. How would you uh, address that? I wish them the best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I mean, I'll try and explain to them that the amount of money and the amount of time that they're going to put in to try and do it themselves might not be worth it. What I'll suggest is that maybe they pick one or two things that they could take upon themselves. Maybe they want to do it as a project, create a sign-in book. That's fun. Go buy the supplies, go to the craft store, do one thing. See how long that takes you and see how much fun you have doing it before you take on the whole thing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you, to make something is one thing. To make it look professional is another. To set it up at the party is a third thing. Not everybody can do all of those steps. Right. The ideas all sound great when you say them. <laughs> and also, they're paying full retail for these right. things, even if they use an occasional coupon in the craft store. Right. So they're paying a lot of money for these supplies, and they don't realize how it all adds up because they have to buy every single thing that we have already. And we do a lot of rentals. So a lot of our stuff is more reasonably priced than someone having to purchase it. Yeah, you've already made that connection so, with the professional over you know using them for X amount of years that you have that in. So. Right. So and we, you can reuse your vases, you reuse right, right. So certain right, props, because, And then they don't elements. know what to do with them afterwards. So they went and they bought you know, 15, 20 vases, and then they're saying, oh, well, what do I do with it? Oh, I'll sell them afterwards. How many people actually really do that? We can't no. give them away when people want to give them away <laughs> at the end of the event. So I don't know how you're going to sell them. I, I remember my days running a catering facility. The families that made everything themselves, they wanted to drop it off three, four, five days in advance. Then they wanted our our waiters and waitresses to set, set it, it up. up. Exactly. And it was a headache for us in the catering world. And a liability. Well, uh, yeah, I always said, I don't want to take responsibility for your centerpieces. God forbid something falls or gets knocked over. Yep. And I have inexperienced waiters and waitresses who don't know anything about decor. And then what we find is, or found, because we don't do that anymore, by the way, but, you know, when we were first starting out, we wanted to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. So if someone was making something and they said, oh, could, you know, we drop it off and you'll set it up, we, oh, of course we'll do that. Then we would get to the party and we were fixing their centerpieces. We'd have to plug in the glue gun. We'd have to add glitter. We'd have to add ribbon because we couldn't put it out like that. Mm-hmm. It just didn't look like something that came from us. Right. It didn't look professional. And you, we really make such a good you know get along with these people so well they become like family you know you build a rapport with them and you want them to have a great party you want everything to look great so to put out something that just doesn't look as nice as what you would do yourself it breaks your heart so i would be sending my staff on missions to go you know go in our bag go get this go to the truck go get that and fix things just to make them look nice and and i think what what clients don't also realize is that it's a reflection on you too not not that it's it's bad but like 
you know, nobody's going to look at your decorations and be like, oh, hey, Mrs. Smith, you know, you didn't really set that up right. She's going to be like, who was your decorator? Right. And then they're thinking, oh, wow, Cin- you know, Cindy and her staff did that? Great. All right. We don't really mm-hmm. want to use them then. <laughs> you know? Oh, we sing the same song. <laughs> so, so besides the thick invites, are there popular trends on the decoration side? Yeah. Uh, acrylics are really popular right now. So we have a lot of acrylic centerpieces. Crystals are always hot. I mean, they have been around for a really long time. I remember when we bought a bunch of the crystals, my husband said to me, why are you spending so much money on this crystal stuff? You know it's going to come in and out. Well, he's not right about everything. Uh, only some things. Still we'll hot. edit the podcast. You were, still, you're right about everything. Sorry, Richard. It's good, <laughs> Richie. We're cool. Still still hot. Crystals are really hot. And, and even you'd say, oh, well, crystals are just for the girls. Uh-huh. A lot of times... You know, the moms are the ones that are making the decisions for the party. Right. So they'll separate the kid's side from the adult side. So we'll do stuff like that at a, at a bar mitzvah mm-hmm. for a boy on the adult side. Crystals, flowers, all that kind of stuff. And then for the kid's side, then we'll do like the theme and it could be a boy's theme. So the adult side just looks elegant and classy, even cool. though it has crystals. So, you're saying crystals for a boy. Like right. who would do that? So that's a trick on take because people have said to us in the past, how do you take a sports theme and make it classy? So that would be a trick that you would use. Right. That's a way to do it. It okay. makes everybody happy, too, because, you know, the, the mom is look, parents are looking at it and saying, we're spending all this money. Like, do I want, you know, baseballs all around the room? Or, do I, you know, do I right. want all this sporty stuff? Like, that? I don't want to, when I walk in the room, that's not what I want to see. Like a locker room. You, you want to make sure it's... Right. Yeah, I don't want to see a million different colors right. and a million different jerseys. And, you know, that's not for everybody. Not right. everybody wants to, to be so busy. Some people want an elegant affair. Now, you also mess with, um, you know, obviously, we have, you know, our, our line of lounge furniture, like accenting lounges and things like that. What are you finding, I guess, trending with that? Obviously, you know, lounge furniture is so big, uh, you know, bars, stuff like that. What are, what are some cool stuff? Well, are- for the bars, we do appliques, so we can take their logo, make an applique, and put it on. You know, the whole idea is to customize. So when you supply the furniture, so we mm-hmm. have the lounge furniture. Furniture is beautiful, but it's solid color. So we want to bring in the logo. That's where the logos come in. Most people create a logo for their event. That's branding. It allows the child's personality to come out. You know, a little bit about them, whether it's their initials, a monogram, whether it's a theme, their colors, something like that. So what do we do to the lounge? We can put appliques on the, on the furniture, on the cocktail tables. We can put lamps and wrap the lamps. We can put pillows out. Pillows are really popular mm-hmm. on the couches. They look really nice in the, the photos. The cabanas you do are beautiful thank you we hang stuff from the from the tops of the cabanas so we have all the fabric and then we hang all kinds of pictures whether it's banners frames all kinds of stuff so you want it to be personal the whole idea is that it be about the child that's what these parties should be about i I want to jump on the logo part because that's again one of those like is it a diy project or do you hire a professional and um you know to me i i see the logos being used everywhere you know i've seen them uh, on the cake, I've I've seen them. You know, we put them on the televisions, we put them on the photo booth, step and repeat banners. You have it on pillows, on the couches, but there should be variations to the logo too. So, uh, for a listener, you shouldn't just have one logo. There should be three or four different versions of it. Maybe one in a wide format, one in more of a boxy or round format. Uh, maybe one with the name spelled out, and then a version of it with just initials. Um, when you make logos for clients, you you give them multiple. We always do that, especially because, like, for a T-shirt, they might do one thing on the front, one thing on the back, one thing down the arm. So we always like to have a variety of different logos. You know, they're all, they all have a similar concept, similar colors, similar theme. 
but just a little different. Like you mm -hmm. don't need the date on all of them. So we just try and create things that have a similar look, right. but yet a little different. It also makes it interesting. You don't want it to be the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so, but as far as going back to your question that you asked about the clients doing the logo themselves, um, I really encourage them to have a professional like us or somebody else do the logo for them. And the reason for that is when they do it themselves, they don't, they usually cannot put it in the correct format that we need it in to screen print, to print high resolution photos like the big banners that we put like on the, you know, on the lounge and stuff like that. So they wind up paying us a small percentage anyway just to take their artwork fix and fix it all up. And I explained that to them. I said, listen, I understand there are things you want to do. You know, someone in the family's creative or the kids want to do it themselves. That's great. You create what you can and then we'll take it from there. And as long as you're okay with that, right. we'll adjust it. It won't cost quite as much as us starting from scratch, but at least you had some input. I don't want to take everything away from them. Right. You know, there are people who are creative out there who really want to be a part of this. You know, the dad's a printer, the mom's a graphic artist. I, I get all of that. That's, so what, what you know, formats should clients prepare High, high resolution. Okay. And then when it comes to screen printing, which is a whole different thing than flat printing on paper, they need to be, each color needs to be outlined. So sometimes we need to just do that, which they might not be able to do themselves, and that's right. fine. And you hear all different, you know, versions or I guess qualities, resolutions is, is one, but like JPEG, PNG, PDF, like what is one better than the other? Do you need them for certain stuff? Like... It depends what type of printing that you're doing. Okay. So, um, you know, usually JPEGs, AI files, mm -hmm. AI, so those are the best oh, the AIFs, ones. Yeah. Uh -huh. the, okay. AI, the AI files cool. are really the best ones for us. AI is Illustrator, AIF is audio file. See, we're back and forth. We got music and decor. There you go. All in one. Just add one letter. So, some people hire planners, some people hire decorators. What's the difference? Okay. We do a little bit of both. We mostly decorate, but we are also party planners. And I know that's in our title, and that was something that, you know, that I left. It's, you know, it's, that's the name of our company. Party planning is someone that really helps you from beginning to end. So who hires a party planner? Someone who is inexperienced, someone who works full-time, who really needs a lot of hand-holding. Someone who hasn't picked a venue yet, who hasn't picked a DJ yet, who hasn't picked a photographer yet. Like, they really want someone to help them make all the decisions, help them fight, you know, with the finances, help them with the tips, help them just with literally hand-holding through the whole thing from beginning to end. Maybe even stay at the venue because sometimes you're at a venue where you don't have the caterer, the right. catering staff there that's the, that will be there the whole evening. Some like people, a day of, like a day of coordinator. Exactly. Yeah. So this way you need someone there. But then you have on the flip side, someone who just needs a decorator. You know, a parent who has the time to sit and do a little bit of the, you know, the legwork. They already chose their venue. They know who their DJ is. They know who their photographer is. And they just want some us to come in, set up the day of, come back at the end, and break it all down. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, too. We go, we go both. We flip-flop. We go both. So you ways. actually can also coordinate. So you, nobody actually, actually has to book you for decoration. You can just do a day of coordination or you can, you know, co just be a coordinator. I've never really had somebody hire us just to just coordinate okay. because... Where are they getting everything else from? Right. Because we're, we are decorators. You have it, yeah. So I've never, really had, I've never really had that happen. Okay. Uh, I actually have had brides, you know, brides will mm -hmm. come and, you know, and ask us because, you know, just to come and just to be there the day of because they know us. And we did their invitations, let's say, and they were going through somebody else to do their centerpieces. And they really, you know, we had a good rapport with them and we had fun when they were in the office. And they said, oh, gosh, you guys are so organized. We'd really love to have you there the day of. So... 
Nice. I find that's key if the venue doesn't know bar bat mitzvahs regularly. Absolutely. That's really that's a problem sometimes. You know, a lot of it's them a unique don't. venue that doesn't typically do bar bat mitzvahs. They need that direction. I, I I'm not a fan of timelines. But in those setting settings, that's where I believe in a timeline. Um, you know, we've had planners who give us timelines to the minute. At seven oh two you're gonna do this and seven oh seven you're gonna it do It doesn't always run it's that never it's never like, like that. that. Right. If you have a dance floor full of people, you don't want to all of a sudden just stop in the right. middle to just do something, you right. know, that's on the on the timeline. It, you know, it's just... too theatrical and scripted and it's not real. Um so I do believe in a timeline more of A, B and C have to happen in this order. Um but yeah, when we we walk into those venues that don't typically do mitzvahs, then I agree with that. Nice. So, Sin, um, would you have any suggestions, I guess, people that are planning, developing their event, um, I guess like a top three or a top five, what are some bullet points that you think for anybody planning they shouldn't miss the boat on when it comes to decor or invites or what should they definitely be doing? Well, they need to get the invites early enough. You know, I always feel terrible when somebody comes and it's, you know, they need to mail them in like two weeks. We talk about this on Thursday mornings at our network and you're like, oh. You know, know, two weeks, they need to mail them. I know. Can we do it in two weeks? Absolutely. But they're not getting something like the invitations I described to you earlier. They're going to get something that's much simpler that we can, you know, produce really quickly. Right. They need to be addressed and everything with their guest list, which they, at that point, don't even have yet. So we're really, you know, under the gun to get it done. So I feel like they're really putting themselves in a situation where they can't, you know, they start to look at all the books I have here. Well, why can't I look at that book? And why can't I look at that book? And why because can't you, I have that pretty invitation? Because you waited too long. And, you know, sometimes it's a family issue, you know, and you feel, you feel bad mm-hmm. that things happen. You know, stuff happens in life, you 100%. know. And you don't get a chance to take care of everything. But now we have to move on. You want to have the party. Let's just get the invitation out. Right. Right. So, so we, we talked last week in our podcast about being a good guest. And one of the things was dressing correctly. <laughs> so what are the tips that you would say to a client on their invitations of how to word certain attire? You know, just how do you kind of nicely tell them dress right? Well, one thing that I discuss with clients is you have to know your guests. So if they're local people, we're in New Jersey, and these people go to a lot of parties that they're inviting. So if you've been to a lot of parties, most of their guests kind of know how to dress. They know if it's an evening party, they know how to dress. If it's a day party, they know how to dress. But occasionally I get a client who's inviting a lot of people from out of state, and they've never been to a mitzvah before. So they have no concept of how to dress. So they need to be told how to dress. And they need to be told in wording that they understand. You know, Simply Marvelous is adorable. It's so cute on the invitation, but to dress Simply Marvelous... Right. What does that mean? Like we know what you're saying keep it simple but make it look nice. But uh, well, well, right? colorful attire. Yeah. Yes, you want something colorful. Or fashion forward, you know? club trendy. Like, okay, what club are we going to? Some, some people don't know what that means. I mean, there are enough people who don't even know really yeah. what black tie optional and black tie preferred and black tie invited mean, right. which are words that have been around for many, many years. And we'll explain those to our clients and we'll say, are you wearing a tux? Oh, they want a black tie. Actually, I want, that's great. You know what? That's I, a great nugget, right? Can you explain that really quickly? Sure. So black tie. Right. Black tie means black tie. The family's wearing black tie. You, you get a black tie. You wear black tie. <laughs> If you can't wear a tuxedo with a black tie, then wear a dark suit mm-hmm. that looks like a tuxedo. Nobody wants you to go out and spend all the money. I, well, maybe the family does want you to do it. <laughs> but they would like you to, but they, they would feel bad if you, know, if you couldn't afford it. would rather you put it in the envelope. Probably. <laughs> 
So everybody will be wearing a dark suit. So mm-hmm. if you only have a tan suit, you're going to stand out right. at that party. And if that doesn't bother you, then go you know, for it. Uh, you know, then you know you have to deal with that. Black tie invited is a, a very kind way of saying. Wear your like black you tie. To, if you have one, it would be very nice if you wore it. That's the cool. family is wearing them. Not everybody will be, but it would be nice if you did. Preferred is a little bit stronger. So it's like instead of saying just black tie, it's saying black tie preferred. So we really would like you to. So they're just different levels of kind of the same thing. I never heard those but terms. That's I love so it. cool. Isn't that yeah. great? That is awesome. Do you feel like black tie is very common these days with mitzvahs? No, not black tie. Okay. Some people will do black tie optional because if the family is wearing a black tie, you know, and they're wearing tuxes and the kids are wearing tuxes and the dad's wearing a tux, they want their guests to come in dressed like that because they want to have that feel for the party. You know, they want it to be very formal. They want it to be a formal event. But what's funny is when someone says, oh, I want black tie on my invitation. And I'll say, all right, so you and your family are wearing tuxedos? Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> I said, well, you are not, but you want your guests. <laughs> it doesn't, you can do anything you want. Right, you but know, you would I, I'm think not, about I'm it. Not, I'm, not the, I'm not the tuxedo police, but... Just give it a thought. Like, you want everyone to come in, the, in a tuxedo, but you are not wearing, your husband's not even wearing a suit. Right. What, what does that mean for the kids at a party? If a kid gets invited to a black tie event, does it still uh, apply the, as much? The kids, not as much, because boys walk in and that jacket is off in three seconds. So, as a mom of three boys, I would often make them wear a jacket, but I know the minute they got in, they took that jacket off. So, maybe a tie with a shirt is more important in certain respects than even the jacket because right. that's something that'll stay on and at least looks presentable. This is a silly question, but you go to a black tie event, do the ladies take their shoes off five minutes in? <laughs> you, are they wearing funky socks? If you, like If your feet are hurting <laughs> and it's going to get you on the dance floor, then... It only happens in the midst of the world that it's acceptable to take your shoes off at a formal event. I well, blows my mind. That's why we give out socks. I guess so. Um... So how about the polar opposite? How do you feel about the denim and diamonds or, you know, sport jersey theme? Or, you know, do you think that that's right for parties? It's a party. You're not wearing it to shul. So if that's the kind of party you want and that's the vibe you want at the party, this way your guests are comfortable. Some people want their guests, they want their family, the family wants to be comfortable and they want their guests comfortable. So if that's the look that you want, that's great. And your guests appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they That's do something, cool. they come in their pajamas, you know, or whatever. Who cares? You do a pajama party. You can do anything you want as long as you, as long as long your guests are comfortable and you're comfortable and that's the, the look that you want. So I, have, I have one more topic that I want to address before because we've worked on some really interesting backyard parties, parties at people's homes, outdoors. What would you tell a client if they're considering that? You know, a lot of times, oh, I have got a great backyard. I'd love to use it. You know, what's the next thing out of your mouth if they say that? You know you have to have a tent. Okay. A lot of, I'm working on with a client now, and they don't want a tent. And first of all, there's no furniture company in the world. No, I shouldn't say the world. There's no local furniture company that will rent out furniture without a tent and an outdoor party lounge furniture I'm referring to because if it all of a sudden starts to rain everything's going to get ruined Mm -hmm. so if you want to have that kind of party and you're going to have that kind of furniture you have to have a tent or at least a tent hold so that a couple of days before you can make a decision if you're really very strong feel very strongly about not having a tent then you're really putting yourself in a situation that that you can't get out of because what are you going to do you're going to have a rain date 
we can't control the weather. There are a few things that we can't control. We try and control everything about this party, every aspect of the party we take control over in our business. Mm -hmm. But the weather is something we can't control. And you know, a few days before, you wanna have the option of getting a tent because try to call a tent company two days before or the day before, you no might way. be out of luck. Really cool. So, so is it a cost savings to have a party at somebody's home? Absolutely not. It's usually more, isn't it's, it? If not the same. Okay. You're not saving any money. There are so many things that you have to do on your own to, to, to cover that you don't realize that you get when you're at a venue. So, there, you, and it's a lot more work. Venue doesn't charge you for tables and chairs, but at your home you Everything, have to rent them. All of that stuff. You might even, I mean, we do linens as well, gorgeous custom linens, but a venue offers you basic linens. And mm -hmm. if you're okay with that, then you're not paying any extra for those. Right. So there are so many gl glasses, silverware, all that stuff has to be brought in when you're doing a, a, you know, a backyard party that people don't realize. Bathrooms. Where are all you having 150 guests? So it's 50 kids, 75 kids, 100 Where are they all going to the bathroom? Right. Do you want everybody in your home? Right. And, and we know porta potties are not <laughs> the cheapest, so. And it's cool too, Sin, as, as you know, Mike and I are sitting here uh, in, in your office here, like there's so many cool things you have going on and, and uh, from like great decorative ideas to colors. And I'm looking over here, you have this beautiful sign-in book like, or this table uh, chart, I guess, sign-in books. Like, so, like you know, when people guests hit the hit the uh, the event, whether it's you know a sign-in board or it's digital, are you, you are you doing anything cool with like like signing in and like people checking into the event? Like sure. Sign books? We can do something with their theme. So if it's a sports theme, we can do something physical like a locker or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, what's popular now are like mirrors. The girls really like the sign-in mirrors because it's something that we put their logo in the middle and it's something they can hang up in their room. So it's something that really looks pretty and something that will last forever. Cool. Where the older fashioned like corboard sign in, you know, they get a little dusty over time and you know, they're theme oriented. So, you know, after a while you outgrow your theme, you mm -hmm. know, you know, you're probably not dancing anymore or playing, you know, that sport anymore. So you might not want it where something that, that will last is something that they're looking for. Like we have light up ones. This and, this fairy tale book is gorgeous. Oh, the book it. is very so pretty. cool. And that and I've seen you actually that, that book is a frame. You can kinda Tweak that right to make it. Well, this is per a theme. This, or... this one's a book. Okay. And that's a frame. Cool. So we've done the book with different frames, actually. I mean, the book with different themes, actually. We've done it where it was a music theme, so we made it look like sheet music. Mm -hmm. So you and of course you could have your florist or us um, add additional flowers so that, to so it. So that's cool. You have, you have certain stuff. pop pieces that are that are kind of fixed, and you you decorate around Every, it based everything on everything gets changed nothing reused and, nothing okay. in this room stays the actually the way it is for a second party right nobody I wish the listeners could see what we're looking at it's so cool no, we're literally finding things to talk about nobody wants nobody wants what anybody else did right so the we put things out for people to see we wish that they would just take it the way the way right. it was but it doesn't work that way you know they're looking at it, they're like oh so oh so i see they don't even know the person that did it but they're looking at it and they're like, oh, somebody did that already? All right, well, what can we do to make that a little different? Mm -hmm. They always have to change it. It right. always has to be something unique, different, whether it's different colors, different fabric, different materials, um, turning it upside down. Like, they're happy if I just take it and turn it upside down. <laughs> like, it just needs to be different than what they see. Cool. And uh, while you're talking about it, it's a cool little, I guess, you know, final thought here. Um, what would you say, like, do you have any, not pet peeve, but like, Something where you just take your clients and, and shake them a little and be like, you know, do it like this. Or, you know, we've tried that and this is a better way to go about it. Like something that just maybe keeps coming up over and over that you wish 
they would just do different or like you've had good experience with that, um, that can make the event better? I'm not really sure that I can think of of one specific thing about that, but one thing that I can tell you is that I try and tell every client about our 95% rule. Okay. 95% of everything is gonna go wonderful, but 5% might not go exactly the way you want. And if you keep that concept in mind throughout the whole process, and especially the day of, you'll have a much nicer time at your own party. Yeah. That's gold. That is. That is gold. I mean, Podcast listeners. I mean, 100% of everything might go great. Right. But when you get to the party and there's a little tear on your dress or, you know, a button falls off on the suit jacket, there's your 5%. I hear you. Just accept it and move on. We had the, bar, we had the bar like missile boy take, a, take a, a Diet Coke to, the, to his shirt, you know, last week. You're like, you got to do intros in 10 minutes. And, All right. So you know, it's going to happen. It, this is the way it is. We work you around know, it. You're still going to have a wonderful time. Yep. Your guests are all going to come. It's yep. going to be great. And you just, you know, it, it can't be 100%. It could, nothing could ever be 100% you know, perfect. A couple of weekends ago, it wasn't a party that you were involved in, Cindy, but client walked into the room five minutes, 10 minutes before, you know, the party was about to begin, realized there was one missing centerpiece. I, say there was supposed to be 10. There was I'm so ten, glad it wasn't, wasn't me. <laughs> We repeat, it wasn't it was Cindy. Not. Thank you. But, you <laughs> Thank know, you for being clear. Your, your 95% rule was perfect because she walked in and freaked out. However, the party was absolutely phenomenal. Right, so why upset yourself right. over something that you can't change? Right. Mm-hmm. You just have a good time. And it's hard. That's a very hard thing for people to accept, right. especially at that moment. That's why when we have the conversation beforehand, I just want them to understand it might not be something that even involves me. The things I mentioned to you with the clothing Correct. and the whatever, with spilling on the suit, like those things happen. This, right? this party I'm referring you know? to was one of the best parties I remember doing in the last couple of months. Just the energy, the feel, everything about it was spectacular. One table just didn't have a centerpiece. It wasn't. And everyone survived. A big deal. And everyone had a fantastic time despite right. it. So, you know, I'm sure the mom was disappointed, but you just you need to move on and move past it. And and also, you know. If you change your attitude and all of a sudden you're angry, that feeds to everyone else. So true. So if you can just look past it and just put a smile on your face and try and, you know, keep it in and deal Stay with it. Calm. Right. Then everyone else will react the same way and, and let it go. Cindy Kaplan, keeping it real. I love it. So cool. This is so much fun. I'm cool, so right? glad you guys are doing this. I'm enjoying listening to them. <laughs> now you're going to listen to yourself. I, so keep, yes. I keep laughing. Like, I'm listening to your stories, and it makes me laugh. We got some war stories. We try to put it. But you know what? It's real. This is Just like you said, real stuff happens. That, and that's a topic for another episode. It's just real. Just war stories. Just war stories. I like we it. Oh, just we, we have lots of them tra- to tell. We might need three or four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so this is episode 12, that's Mastering it. Mitzvahs. We're tying things up here. And before we get a bad here um cindy why don't you give everybody uh your your website your social media handles email if they want to reach out to you and get some more information absolutely so it's cindy kaplan my name is cindy kaplan the company is simply invitations and events our website is simply invitations nj.com and my email is my name cindy kaplan c-i-n-d-i-k-a-p-l-i-n at gmail.com a lot of i's and the instagram is really long so if you're listening it's simply underscore invitations underscore and underscore events underscore. That's a lot. I know. We have to change that. That's okay. And Facebook? Uh, Facebook. Yes, we're on Facebook. It's simply invitations and events. Perfect. And so that portion of the handles was brought to you by the underscore. So it's all good. We got a lot of it. It's cool. <laughs> we'll include all those links yes. in the uh, bio of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
and we'll do this again next week. Yes, we'll see you guys next week. Jordan Marshall, Mike Langsner, Mastering Mitzvahs. Have a great Passover, by the way. Happy Pesach and Easter if you're celebrating. Enjoy your holiday, guys. Later. <laughs>